Good morning, all. Welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It is day 203 of our broadcast. Yesterday, we had a visitor stop by. It was a traveler by the name of Carly who brought us news. Although it's not really new of what things are like in other cities right now. She has been all over, and to be honest, she says that things are pretty similar everywhere, zombie-wise. Carly gave us several stories to share on the air, for which we gave her several books. Her first story reads, I am a traveler. My life has been a little unconventional for a few years, and I couldn't have loved it more before this whole thing went down. I grew up in a small town in the Midwest where everything was ordinary. Ordinary is boring. I had a mom and a dad, an older brother and younger sister. We had a dog and a cat and a white picket fence. There was a basketball hoop over the garage and a park down the street. We rode the bus to school, mom cooked and cleaned, and dad got home at 5.30. Everyone in our suburb looked, acted, and lived just the way that we did. One day, I discovered Egypt. I discovered it in a book at the public library. It was filled with hieroglyphics and mummies and pyramids. I was obsessed. I would tell anyone who would listen about the wonders of this land, the history, the culture, the legends. I was going there someday. I know a lot of kids who go through a phase like that, but I didn't get out of that phase until I went. As ordinary kids do in an ordinary place in ordinary America, I had a paper route. By the time I was 16, I had saved enough money for the plane ticket to Cairo, but I was only 16. Then I took an after-school and on-weekends job at the drugstore. By the time I was 18, I had twice what I needed for that first trip, and I went. The day after I graduated from high school, I boarded the plane that took me to Egypt. That trip was everything that I had dreamed it would be. I visited the sites that were popular and those that were obscure. I ate amazing foods and met amazing people. I befriended locals and other travelers. I saw, felt, tasted, heard, and smelled all that I could in two weeks. By the time I flew back to the States, I was hooked. Not on Egypt as I had been for years, but on traveling. It was my calling. It was what I was meant to do. Since I had already saved the money, I planned my next trip to Vienna. That time I was gone for a month. When I got back from that magical adventure, I started to plan my next trip to Sydney. I worked and saved for a year. I have been doing that ever since. I would work and save and then travel. When I took longer trips and ran low on funds, I would find work wherever I was, doing whatever I could. I have cleaned houses in Helsinki, sold cigarettes in Prague, mended electronics in Kyoto, worked on assembly lines in St. Petersburg, and I have washed countless dishes the world over. I am a traveler. It is who I am and what I love. I was on a plane when the United States fell. I had been in Eastern Europe for six or eight weeks. I was coming back to visit my family and to work for a little while. 
Our plane was delayed from taking off for six hours. There was no explanation. If you are a seasoned traveler, you've experienced this. The airline industry, while having improved in recent years, has never been known for its punctuality. Planes are delayed. That's just how it works. It was an inconvenience, nothing more. No cause for alarm. Mid-Atlantic, about four hours into the flight, the captain came on to tell us that we weren't flying into New York. We were landing in Atlanta. This caused many people a great deal of distress. Atlanta? Why in heaven's name were we flying into Atlanta? I've been through Hartsfield-Jackson many times, it being where half of my international flights are into or out of. But the airport wasn't what anyone was concerned about. It was the connecting flights. People protested loudly to the announcement, and the poor flight attendants were inundated with needy passengers, urgently asking what they were doing about everyone's connecting flights. Those people were pros at calming folks down. Thank goodness for in-flight Wi-Fi. People quickly got on to get their mess sorted out. Somehow, though, within the next hour, one by one, all flights into and out of Atlanta were canceled. There was absolutely nothing going into or out of that airport. Another announcement came over the intercom to tell us that we, too, were not flying into Atlanta. It was an endless 15 minutes later that the pilot informed us that we were flying into Charlotte. You can imagine the protests and ensuing panic from the passengers. People were upset for the next three hours. But we did indeed land at Charlotte Douglas. Nothing seemed to be amiss in Charlotte right away. I guess most places seem normal right up until the moment when things go wrong. I was planning on finding a hotel for the night and sorting out my connecting flight the next day. Halfway to baggage claim, though, there was a crowd of people gathered around something. I wasn't going to bother finding out what was going on, but as I was approaching the outer edges of the group, I heard the words, Zombie. Dead. And eating. Somewhere in the buzz of the crowd. At that same moment, six running Homeland Security officers reached the mass of people and pushed their way to the front. In the next instant, there was a gunshot. At that point, I was scared. No one fires a gun in an airport, not even on TV. There was panic all around me. People were ducking, running, and I could see through it all in the middle of the chaos what must have been a zombie that the Homeland Security agent had shot slumped over the body of another person whose blood was everywhere. All I can surmise looking back was that right there in the middle of the airport, the crowd had gathered around a zombie eating someone. I don't think my story is different from many other people's after that. No one could believe what was going on. The news was sketchy and vague about everything, but there was no denying that there were now zombies in the city, and Charlotte fell pretty quickly. People fled and went into hiding. There was looting and shooting in the streets, just like it happened everywhere. 
but me. I'm a traveler. I've been moving from place to place through this whole thing. I have seen a lot and been through a lot, as I am sure that most survivors have by now. I have had adventures. I've had challenges. I've traveled alone, and I have traveled in groups. But I keep moving. As soon as I got into the area, I was told about the Mercury broadcast, tuned in for a few days, and then had to stop by. Chins up out there, survivors and fellow travelers. The adventure isn't over. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.